1: This is Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Sinat Noorani. Good
2: morning, good morning, beautiful people, and a happy Friday. Welcome to the Mindset Matters show. I'm your host, but also a mental health and well-being coach and therapist. You can find me here every Friday, same time, same place, where I'll be talking all subjects that impact mental health and well-being. Now, Uh, Shortly, you'll be hearing from two pre-recorded guests, Paul Finn, a Sifu martial arts teacher, (coughs) excuse me, and Laura Kennard, a holistic therapist. So do stay tuned for that. Now, for those who don't know me, I'm absolutely passionate about working with people who want to better their mental health and well-being personally or professionally. And I help them to empower themselves by finding clarity through all the challenges that they may come across. Now, don't forget to tweet in your comments and shout outs to Xena underscore Narani And don't forget to use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks in your posts. And of course, please do follow, like and share. Now, so what's happening this month? Well, first of all, today is Red Nose Day, a campaign to stop child poverty you know, to help them, keep them safe, healthy and to educate them. So please um, bring about awareness to this really important day and whatever you can do to shout out, contribute, then please do support the campaign. Also, we have Awareness Week, which is for neurodiversity. It's from the 15th through the 21st of March. Neurodiversity is about celebrating all minds as it takes all kinds of minds whether you have ADHD, uh, dyslexia, autism, or dyspraxia. Now, according to the Department of Education, 15% of students in the UK have learning differences. Now, um, just a real quick one um, taken from a recent blog, you know, a student had stated that this is what he actually said, I know what it feels like to have your classmates assume you are not smart because you cannot spell. And because you you're struggling to read I know what it feels like to be frustrated embarrassed and humiliated at school like me many uh, neurodiverse students have negative school experiences and at school we are required to do things we find incredibly challenging and we are constantly reminded of what we cannot do this can be discouraging and demoralizing now um, and there's a whole lot on this but you know do tweet in your thoughts about this what do you think um, is happening here, um, how are children perceived when they have learning difficulties and what is being done to support them. Be really interesting to you. Tweet in your tweets please to Zenat underscore Nirani. Now without further ado I'm just going to dive straight in to my first guest because I have two here and I want to make sure that I'm only here for an hour that I get both my guests in completely. And then we can catch up on any tweets and rest of the things I've got to kind of share with you all. So enjoy this from Paul Finn. Hi, Paul, thank you for coming on to the Mindset Matter show. I'm super excited to uh, have you here and share all this sort of mental health and well-being around martial arts but before I bring him into the conversation I just want to let you know that um, Paul um, was a lawyer and he uh, worked in clinical negligence I can't even say that word and trauma claims but he no longer does that and his full-time job is doing martial arts and we'll know exactly what kind of martial arts in just a second so Paul welcome
0: Morning, Zina. Well, thanks for having me on Mindset Matters. It's a pleasure to be here. Lovely to see you again. I hope you're well. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking to you today about um, mental health awareness and well-being and all that stuff, and particularly martial arts.
2: Yeah. So before we dive into the, the sort of the in-depths of, uh, you know, Chigoon, uh, again, if I pronounce that correctly, and all of that, tell us what actually inspired you to go down this line of work and how long have you been doing this for
0: that's a good question um i've been doing it for as long as i care to remember so i uh, when i when i was a kid and i went to school um one of my friends got involved in judo and obviously back in i don't want to say how old i am but back in the sort of 80s <laughs> and before um, everybody was kind of really uh excited young men were excited by the whole sort of kung fu era there was a big kung fu boom back in the sort of late 70s early 80s with bruce lee it oh like,
2: yes the good old bruce yeah. lee
0: <laughs> loves bruce lee so he was kind of this iconic image and it was the sort of idea of strength and health and and mm-hmm. not just that this idea of kung fu so there was a tv series called kung fu and not many people would probably know this but actually Bruce Lee himself had written the screenplay for Kung Fu. Oh, wow. But, but in America at the time, they wouldn't let him play the lead role because he was Asian. That's
2: so interesting.
0: Again, the uh, actor who's been revitalised by the Kill Bill series, a guy called David Carradine, mm. who's now deceased, he became famous, he became the lead role, he was Kung Fu in that in that series. But what I think really intrigued me was this whole... This whole issue that not only was it about physical ability and you know self defence and all that sort of thing, but also the spiritual side, the mental strength, and Mm. the sort of, and I guess Eastern culture and this sort of martial history and and lineage that you can sort of trace back for thousands of years. Yeah,
2: interesting. But by the way, for our listeners, if you're of the generation back then, you'll know bruce lee and the movies um fantastic if you haven't seen it definitely worth a watch if you're of the recent generation it's not kung fu panda by the way even though kung fu panda is absolutely awesome
0: (laughs) yeah we all love kung fu panda right it's fantastic
2: absolutely yes (laughs) so it started way back then and so was that something that you knew that you wanted to kind of take forward into your career or your life
0: well at that time no obviously not zina i mean I, I went to law school after university and i studied law and then i, I qualified as a lawyer and back in the day he did something called a training contract um sorry articles it was called articles back in the day now it's called a training contract and then i qualified as a lawyer mm-hmm. i was in my early 20s um i had the opportunity then to go to Hong Kong, which was the birthplace of Bruce, Bruce Lee's martial art. He, he learned a system called Wing Chun, mm-hmm. and uh, the grandmaster of Wing Chun had passed away, the person that taught Bruce Lee, but both his sons were alive and still teaching in Hong Kong at that time. And when I was 24, I had the fantastic opportunity to go and stay in Hong Kong for quite a time, and I studied with them. Um, I'd been training in England, but obviously training in the birthplace of Wing Chun mm-hmm. in Hong Kong incredible opportunity and at that time it was just a really you know it was a hobby but it was probably a lifestyle choice Mm. Um, and I, I didn't ever I never really thought of teaching it as a as a as a living or as a commercial reality really it was just what I did and only in sort of more recent times have I thought well you know life's too short you should be doing what you love and love what you're doing so I've kind of taken that step now.
2: So you've kind of re- uh, kind of redirected back to your passion and what really inspires you. Um, it's interesting. So in terms of you obviously learning these for many years, how would you or how have you used what you've learned in your? day-to-day life even as a lawyer did you know were you able to implement the tools and strategies of the mental side obviously not the physical side of it you know the actual fighting but the <laughs> mental st- side of it <laughs> though I'm sure you might have wanted to use it a few times
0: <laughs> yeah. well I'm sure there's been more than one occasion where I've wanted to use. um no you're right I mean obviously with it was a And there's different types of martial arts, there's internal and external martial arts, so we'll probably talk about that later. So Qigong is an internal martial art, it's probably more designed for health and well-being, both spiritual, mental and physical. But Mm. a lot of the martial arts that I, when I was a young man, certainly, uh, the the sort of emphasis of my training was on very uh, physical, uh, what people would call full contact martial arts, um, self-defense systems. Mm. But they do teach you i mean obviously you learn to deal with stressful situations um you learn to be calm under pressure uh, they give you physical and mental fortitude and again say for example wing chung um have have sort of cultural uh, guidelines for want of a better description i mean wing chung some people say is a Taoist or a Taoist martial art, other people say, well, that that's a bit sort of a literal translation, but there are, let's put it this way, there are spiritual uh, tenets that go along with a lot of the martial arts, and I think they do help, yeah. certainly when you're under pressure, under stress, if you kind of uh, think back to some of the I mean, there's, there's a famous saying in Wing Chun that I really like, and I think you can apply this to a lot of things in, 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 in everyday life and in professional life. And the, the expression is this uh, you receive what comes to you,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you follow what goes, and when there's nothing in your path, you move forward. And mm-hmm. a phrase like that, if you start to kind of really think about that and apply that to the modern day world, I mean, the best there, yeah.
2: Um, on here, uh, what was that word, Wing, wing chung did you say? Wing,
0: that's it, yeah.
2: Is that different from Qi, qi Gong or qi, qi Gong?
0: Yeah, very different. Okay. so that's gong.
2: really interesting. How do you say it?
0: Uh, wing, as in W-I-N-G, like the wing of mm-hmm. the bird, and chung, C-H-U-N. These are obviously translations from Cantonese, um, Wing Chung. and it, okay. means, it means eternal springtime. Tim. So what it means every year, Everything is reborn and regrows and every time it regrows, it's different.
2: Beautiful, very beautiful. You know, um, obviously you sent me your bio and I was, you know, I've been reading on it and then, you know, there's so much there about, you know, what you teach and do. I mean, and the health benefits are absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm looking at this um, Qigong is um, a powerful type of health exercise which has been practiced for centuries. Uh, by millions of Chinese people, and it, you know, you've written it's based on repetition, and it's specifically designed for benefits of health. Um, and you've got the, you know, how it helps with increase of flow of energy, and rejuvenating effects. I mean, this increases long longevity. I mean, my God, and calms the mental health and emotional state. This is amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it is amazing that you know. Qigong is an internal Chinese martial practice. Mm. People probably recognize the, the expression Tai Chi, so everybody probably, when you see you see a film or you see a movie, or in fact you might even you know like be walking and you see people in the park practicing slow mm-hmm. kind of physical movements, probably Westerners you know people living in the uk recognize that from what they've learned as tai chi well tai chi is is, is a martial art
1: mm-hmm.
0: soft internal martial art qigong really is a sort of overall term that describes all the internal martial art practices in china and therefore tai chi would fall under that banner
1: right.
0: really some people say you know literal chan's translation of qigong means like um, It can literally mean hot air or or warm breath. Mm -hmm. So it means the energy that we take in through oxygen and, you know, what we, we then breathe out, we exhale in terms of carbon dioxide. So it's an internal practice and it's designed to help not only physically, but obviously respiration and then this kind of nebulous term of internal energy.
2: Mm. and it's interesting because uh, we talk you know well when i'm doing coaching um and i see my clients we talk about energy a lot um yeah. you know the spiritual energy the energy that you have within you and mm. how it is transmitted out um to others i mean attracting is that kind of the same when it comes to martial arts yeah i mean
0: it's interesting um I think there is definitely this idea of an energy that is transmitted from an individual to another individual. I've got, I've got a couple of Sifu who teach me and um, one is based in London and one is based in Atlanta, Georgia in the USA. Um, And my teacher in America, I'm sure he doesn't mind me mentioning his name. His name is Sifu Francis Fong and he's, he's incredibly knowledgeable and in fact, probably in America, He's quite famous, and he's a bit of a sort of superstar in the martial arts world. Um, yeah, a lot of the teachings that I'm talking about come from him. He he definitely
1: mm.
0: ex- exhibited techniques, for want of a better word, where you can literally feel the energy from one person moving to the to another person.
1: Wow. But,
0: Oh, it's just incredible. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. If you don't experience it for yourself, you kind of think, what is this guy talking about? This is this is crazy. But I, I've experienced it. It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is unbelievable. I, I don't fully understand how it works. I don't think anybody does, but it definitely has an effect. And, and you know, on a lower level, it's a lot easier to uh, create the energy within yourself. I think once we start talking about transmitting energy, <laughs> then you're kind of talking about a much higher level. But yeah, Yeah. definite synthesis there between what you're describing, this positive attraction, this, this energy, I'm sure. uh, Some element. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. You know, um, you know, you've studied martial arts for over 40 years and trained with some of the best around the world. um, And you're doing this now. um, You're, 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 you're supporting people in their mental health their well-being um yeah. you know some for some people it might be a hobby for others they might want to take it more serious but what re- i'm really interested to know that what kind of physical mental and potential benefits spiritual benefits does this all have for people
0: oh my god i mean it, it, yeah
2: just list <laughs> a couple because i know there's something like i mean you've given me a list of 14 here which is incredible but give us the main ones that four, well,
0: or five yeah i mean you've got a list there of 14. i mean the main one i'm going to say really physically um the 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 practice of the chigan exercise is gonna is gonna make you more mobile mm-hmm. it's gonna be stronger it's not hugely physically demanding i i believe anybody of any any Fitness level can participate and benefit from qigong, even if you've got a disability or if you've got an illness. It's not going to preclude you. So you've got the physical benefit of doing the practice. Mm. The second benefit is the internal benefit. Now, if we call that respiration, if we call that increased blood flow or oxygenation, that again is going to help you with any form of breathing. Now,
1: Mm. which (laughs) is key.
0: which is, at the moment, my goodness, my goodness, breathing is key, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're faced by this ridiculous pandemic, unprecedented times. Breathing is key. And also, you know, breathing is going to be important in terms of calmness. We, I'm sure in your uh, wellness practice, Zinat, you've practiced breathing techniques that basically uh, calm you down, mm. reduce heart rate well all of that is is incorporated into a moving meditation as it were with the qigong practice so you've got meditation you've got a breathing exercise and you've got physical well-being i'll just name those three Mm. all in one pretty simple set of exercises
2: yeah absolutely and you know what (sighs) I, you know, for the the listeners out there, I've been doing um, Paul's classes on a Saturday and he'll give us more information in a minute about it. But I've done about three sessions, I think, with you or four, something like that. And it has made a world of a difference on my posture, my injuries, just my mindset, but even my own self-confidence, because that's another thing that you mentioned. It's just the way I carry myself as well. So there are great benefits from this um gaps you know it's incredible well.
0: great i'm glad you're enjoying it i'm glad you're getting benefits from it it's good seeing you there zina yeah everybody's welcome be great to uh, increase increase that um yeah I, I really think it's interesting i think you've become also just doing the practice and i don't know what, how you found it but i certainly feel that since i've been doing qigun which is quite a time now but as you do the practice the daily practice you become more mindful you become more aware not only of your own body but your mindset within your body it's a really good way of calming yourself down feeling relaxed uh, clearing the mind really I, I see it as a sort mm-hmm. of a as a sort of uh purifying system
2: yes that's a good way to put it a purifying system now i mean there are times like i'll be sat here for hours and hours and all of a sudden i'll be like oh, you know I, we're really bad ourselves i'm great with my clients i'm great to support them and guide them in the right one but when it comes to my own i have to really really think about it and um lately i've been doing a few of the moves and things just even sitting here or if i'm thinking i'll kind of do kind of the salutation and all of that kind of stuff it's brilliant um Yeah, even though I might be doing it wrong, but I kind of remember kind of what you've done, but it's fantastic. So I would highly recommend it. I mean, I've always loved martial arts from very young when I I mean, I used to do karate. uh, But then I gave that up for gymnastics and uh, ice skating. So (laughs) but you know, different kind of um, mental health and uh, well being benefits, I guess. So if I was to ask you, um, you know, what is there a person that's inspired you the most or a book
0: or, or, or a quote? Um, that's a really interesting question. I think you've caught me on the hop there, but there are a few people <laughs> that really have inspired me. So um, one of the people that's really inspired me and I'm looking as I'm talking to you now doing this interview, I've got a signed uh, photograph of him sitting in my kitchen and um, One of the people that's inspired me the most is somebody called, um, his name is Daniel Mm -hmm. Inosanto. We simply call him Guru. Um, That's what he's known as worldwide. He's an incredibly famous martial artist, probably, I would say, the people involved in martial arts, the most famous martial artist. Um, He was the only person ever certified to teach Bruce Lee's system of martial art. Oh, wow. Had a full-time school in Los Angeles, very close to Beverly Hills, since the 1970s. Amongst his students are people such as Denzel Washington, Kobe Bryant. He's helped with the country's uh, military program uh, in the school at uh, in Marina del Rey. There's a huge signed photo on the wall thanking him for all his help with the American Special Forces from, I think it's President Bush. Uh, he is just incredible. And he is first and foremost a teacher and a facilitator of knowledge. But secondly, he's, he's a guide and he's a, an inspiration. And most people would, would call him a legend. And then the next is the man I mentioned before, Sifu Francis Fong, in atlanta who's very close friends with dan in the center and then the third person i'm going to mention three people that i promise that's it the third <laughs> is my sifu in london sifu joseph lee who's very special to me um and and is an incredible knowledge and guide especially for the qigong and the wing chung and, and these people are very very special people i mean if you meet them and you have you have you know, First hand contact with them, mm. you immediately know there is something very different about these people.
2: Well, I hope they're listening uh, right <laughs> now. So that will be amazing. So, you know, I'm sure you would have told them about the radio show and they'll be listening yeah. into you.
0: <laughs> well, I hope to share this. Um, I'm sure it's been recorded. So, um, I hope i will share this and put this on my Instagram and my Facebook. Absolutely. They're watching and listening. Um you know, a big shout out to them because the, they're incredible. They're a complete inspiration. I mean, Guru Dan in the Sento is now 84 years old. Wow. And he practices and teaches martial arts probably, you know, all day every day, and that's what he's done you know, the 70s. It is. And do you know what?
2: Yeah, these people that are doing this constantly, even you know we talk about health benefits and uh, you know i've heard out their stories and i've seen research where people have had um health problems or illnesses or diseases but by following certain martial arts yeah. they have actually been i suppose cured in a way because they talk about mind over matter how that much is true or not but the mind hat is so powerful that we still don't fully understand it it can heal
0: absolutely Zina. i mean we've there's been there's been studies in america and in the uk where scientific uh, organizations and universities have given people you know medication and then another group has had a placebo where they're not receiving any medication mm. but the being told they received medication has been enough to improve their condition so mm. it's proven that the mind is a very very powerful tool in healing if you can have a positive mindset It's going to improve everything. Even if it doesn't improve your physical condition, it's going to improve your mental well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, the mind, it can either help us grow or it can stop us from growing and we'll just stay where we are. Right, um, so I want to ask, just before we kind of end, um, tell me an interesting fact about yourself or something that somebody doesn't know
0: Oh my goodness, you've really caught me there. You have got it. <laughs> what, what an interesting question. Um, interesting fact about myself. My goodness.
2: Okay, um, are you scared of anything? What are you most scared of?
0: What am I scared of? Um, no, I'm a big scary martial artist, you so know. I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> You're scared of spiders, right? <laughs> You know what I love spiders I really like spiders I like spiders I like snakes um what am I scared of oh I know what I'm scared of I'm 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 fine on flights and planes I love flying I, as soon as I get on the flight it's really strange if you ask people who know me I I can sleep during takeoff I just love being on flights they're just so relaxing I think it's because I'm completely out of control and I really find that relaxing but the one thing that scares me conversely is I'm terrified of heights interesting so i couldn't go up on a zip wire or a bungee jump it would just absolutely terrify me but on a plane at fifty thousand feet i feel more comfortable than anywhere else there we go we
2: have it <laughs> so finally um before we go uh if anyone wants to get in touch with you to find out more about uh Qigong, the martial arts or your classes how do people contact you
0: yeah, great. Thanks. Zena. So the, the easiest way to contact me is through probably Facebook or Instagram. On Facebook, it's Paul Finn. Um, obviously, my name's at the start of this interview. If anybody wants to uh, hit me on Instagram, um, it's again, if they look for Paul Finn. But it, my, my name, my name on Instagram is Karasac. That's K-A-R-A-S-A-C. And that's a Filipino word, word to mean which means protection or shielding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a, we have an online Qigong class at the moment running on Saturday mornings from 11 to 11.40. 11 and we have a whole host of Wing Chun classes. If people want to get in touch with me, I can give them the details. They can come and yeah. try for us, see how they get on. And hopefully in May... May 17th I believe when the lockdown restrictions finally get lifted uh, we will be back to physical classes in and around Bromley, Hayes, um, Eltham and Sidcup. Fantastic so
2: if anyone wants to find out more details please please do get in touch do try out his classes you'll do one try and you'll be hooked so definitely and of course it's got amazing benefits uh health body mind spirit it's got the works give it a go uh, and see what happens you'll be surprised now one any last words before we say goodbye
0: um i'll just repeat my i'm just going to repeat my little wing chung uh saying stay with what comes stay with what comes follow through as it goes and then thrust forward as soon as you see the opening fantastic.
2: okay fantastic and there we have it
0: wishes to everyone and thanks so much Zena, for having me on mindset matters it was a real privilege and a pleasure
2: thank you so much for sharing your expertise um and it's been wonderful having you well there we have it paul finn mr sifu himself uh sarah i hope you had your pen ready to write down that quote again <laughs> Anyway, without further ado, we're going to go into a break and listen to Burning Heart by Survivor. And then we'll be back to listen to Laura Kennard.
1: To Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and Wellbeing horizons with Zinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insights, support, and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma.
0: Don't worry about the height, we'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689 885 004 or email info at jwcss.com.
2: And there we have it. How many of you were dancing around the room? Oh, my goodness. I love that tune. Brings back so many memories. And thank you for all your tweets. Um, I hope you can hear me. sounds a bit funny, but hopefully you can't hear me. Uh, Yes, nothing quite like the 80s ballads, power ballads, as Sarah has said. Fantastic. Yes, lots of people dancing around. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to put on my next guest, the lovely Laura Kennard. So, right, good morning, and I'd like to welcome my guest today which is who sorry who is Laura Kennard now she is a holistic therapist with over eight years experience in helping people ease musculoskeletal aches I always struggle with that word aches and pains by using various massage therapy modalities now she's really passionate about helping people understand that they can really help themselves and ease their own pain therefore um, she's trained in posture assessment and correction but there's so much about her, there's lots of things, but what we really want to focus on is welcoming her and really finding out uh, a little bit about her background and her sports and where she, you know, she is and how she got to where she is doing what she is. So Laura, welcome Good morning Zina, Lovely to speak to you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your passion, because I know a lot of insights about, you know, we've had our one-to-ones, so tell me about your sporting career, you know, the challenges that you
3: may have had mentally and how you've overcome them. Yeah, so um, I've always been very active since I was a teenager, really. Um, I played netball at school. Um, I was a netball captain as well uh, there. Um, And I was in the guiding movement, so I've always been involved in lots of various um, physical activities, so, you know, from rock climbing to canoeing to archery or things like that. So I've always been very outward bound sort of type person and uh, you know really liked um all different types of activities the one activity i don't particularly like is swimming uh, because i've had a couple of bad experiences before <laughs> 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 um anything else um you know i, I really like um and uh, particularly uh, sort of aerobic exercise um, and going to the gym when we were allowed to, things like that as well. Uh, more recently, I've got into running as well during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Something that have was struggling with before yes. uh, lockdown. Um, and you know, five Ks were sort of almost always my sort of goal. I used to try to do the park runs, especially um, mm-hmm. when I could. Um, so that's sort of been a bigger part of my life during lockdown. That's really helped. Uh, my mental health particularly with the with the running I think because we spend so much time working from home now sitting down and um, you know staring at the same four walls it's been really important for me to get out and um, either spend time walking which is equally um, as good as the running you don't have to sort of go as, as fast as the running um, but just to get out and get some fresh air um, and, and yeah get some movement into my body really and I've found very much with the the mental health side of things that if I didn't have that movement whether that be just going out for a struggle with the dog or as a faster paced walk or even a run that um it's kind of a vicious circle for me if I if I don't exercise mm-hmm. I feel my mental health declining but also then the other way i I use the the um, exercise to increase the mental health as well, so it's kind of a bit of both, if that makes
2: sense. Yes, I mean with that, when you ca- you mentioned that you can kind of feel your mental health declining, now that's really really important to be able to have that self awareness. What kind of things are your triggers that makes you feel that you're having those thoughts or those feelings?
3: Mm-hmm i think a lot of it is um unfortunately the lockdown scenario that we're in at the moment is in being inside and not seeing people and as a holistic therapist i'm very much about helping people Mm -hmm. Um, so i found that very difficult to cope with during lockdown and that my business is all about helping people and i can see people are are really struggling and i can't do anything to help Um, and, and i'm used to seeing people different people all day long so when we're in in a workplace environment and we're treating clients i might see you know well if joe's in the same room as me i might see upwards of 20 30 people in a day and obviously in lockdown that's it's just me and my family so that's mm. been one of the things that you know being at home not seeing people and for example this weekend um i'm i've been doing my Pilates instructor training so that's been two days of live stream over saturday and sunday and i've had two continuous days of work on monday and tuesday and so by tuesday night i was like i need to get out i need to just get out and get some fresh air and <laughs> talk and I think it was because it was, it was kind of like cabin fever in a way yeah. that, you know, I've i have stayed very still. I haven't had any movement in my body, really. I haven't, I haven't seen outside of the house. So. so you're very self-aware with your habits as well.
2: And it's, again, it's all about um, forming those um, good habits that we have. And, and it's interesting because, you know, both of us, we work in the mental health or the, the you know, the wellness and the well-being areas. And it's interesting because... I don't know what your thought is with your clients, but we help people with all these aspects, but, and they assume that we have it all mastered, Yes, yeah, that we don't, or we have all the tools and tricks and that we don't fall into dip. What's your thoughts on that?
3: Absolutely, I completely agree, and I think sometimes we can put pressure on ourselves as well to um, give that impression to our clients that you know because we're a a wellbeing practitioner or holistic therapist or or whatever type of profession we are in that kind of industry, that we maybe put ourselves under pressure to give that impression. Um, But I think it's really important to 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 try not to do that and to admit to yourself, you know, we're only humans as well. We you know Thoughts and feelings as anybody else, Mm -hmm. Um, and it is you know you you do have to try to make those patterns and those changes. But at the end of the day, you know we are only human, and sometimes we can't we can't do it all the time, Um, and we have to make allowances for that as well. And um, you know we're just the same as anybody else, and we have to try just the same as anybody else.
2: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, I, want, I kind of want to go back to when you were younger and you were doing all those sports. Um, in terms of the resilience and the mindset that you had with everything you were doing, um, f- my first question is: How did you maintain that? And did you have any challenges with that?
3: Um, well, I mean, I think probably yeah I, in the girl guiding movement when we were doing all those different activities you know some of those i've never done before at the start when we you know we turned up and so um you know as so said particularly i've mentioned that i i don't like water um, <laughs> yeah. one of those accidents unfortunately was during a a, 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 um, a canoeing experience with the guides so oh, the challenges okay. was then <laughs> the challenges was then to you know turn up to a camp or an activity and be faced with something you've not done before and think okay well i can either let this get the better of me or i can try it and i can give it a go and i can see how i i go and um i distinctly remember being at the top of an abysmal tower one time i could i found i could go up i could rock climb no problem yep. at all um but getting to the top of the abysmal tower and coming back down was a different kettle of fish um but i as i distinctly remember luckily um i had a friend who was a Ab-sailing the instructor at the same, or an outward-bound instructor at the same um, camp that we were on. So he was working there at the time. And um, I knew that this abseil was going to be a bit of a challenge to me, um, but I it a go and I went up in the inside the tower on the ladders, got to the top. And for me, it was the position where you're standing on the edge of the tower and you have to then kind of walk over to the other side of them and start abseiling down. It was mm-hmm. really difficult. Um, and the instructor who was helping me wasn't being particularly um, Helpful, <laughs> helpful should we say? Yeah, helpful. And he was kind of like, go on, you, you can do it. Just get on with it. You can do it." And I was like, "I really can't do this." Um, and in the end, my my friend had to see. Um, he happened to be walking underneath the outside tower, and he had to come and rescue me um, because I just got so shaky and couldn't do it. Um, but after that, you know, I tried again another time, and I succeeded. So it's just about you know the you know you can't let things beat you. And even though also, I say I this fear of water. Even now, I'll still go paddleboarding, and I won't let it beat me. Um, I just have to put other measures in place. Like, for example, we've been out. I've been paddleboarding with my business partner, Jo. Um, she doesn't necessarily always wear a, a life sort of vest, you know, um, but I will. I won't go out on the water without one, um, and that's my compromise. And that's how I kind of get over that challenge of, you know, I'm not going to let it beat me because I love, I love those kind of sports and the activities. But I just have to adapt how I can do them that's that's absolutely fantastic and i think that's a
2: really good message of you taking control of your life and your thoughts and your feelings because you are passionate about it it's just that something stopped you but you have been um strong enough to find different avenues alternative solutions to allow you to still do that activity but in by finding those solutions and i think that's absolutely wonderful
3: yeah yeah, and I'm pleased I've done it because Jo said to me for a long time, particularly with the paddleboarding, you yeah, know, please come with me. And I was like, but you know, I don't like water. I'm scared of water. Um, and she's like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then I was like, no, I've got to do this because otherwise I'm missing out. And I love it. And I've, I've done it on my own without Jo and so I've gone to classes and done the paddleboarding with yoga and classes and the paddleboard and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad I've done it. And the funny thing was um, I was standing in one of those sessions that was on my own without Jo uh, which again is a big thing uh, for me to do something like that because um sometimes again you know you can kind of lack confidence but i was like no i'm going to do this i can do this by myself and the instructor who is with sort of offered the the life they sell and the group of ladies that i really was with everyone was sort of having that well, i'm going to look at each other and i was the one that said straight away, yes please you know i'd like to have one and then suddenly everyone followed my lead and the whole group of us all end up putting life jackets on how empowering is that yeah so i think it just happened to be that i was the first one and everyone then took the day thinking oh well if she's going to have one actually there's no shame in it i'll have one as well on the whole group it. You know? so
2: yeah it you know what it's, it's amazing what we tell ourselves for one and then how we can also inspire and empower other people to take that risk because we forget that we're not the only ones probably feeling that way yeah, absolutely. and it takes one person like yourself to step forward and go you know what? i'm gonna wear that life jacket and then all of a sudden everybody else is like oh if she can do it i can do it mm-hmm. um that's amazing absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. um you know it, it sounds like you have such an amazing resilience and the right mindset now with young people as well so this is one of the things where, you know, they can struggle with moving forward. I mean, are, even for adults as well, what tips do you have to ha- no, or advice that you might have to give to people our listeners who might be kind of in similar situations as yourself have been or, or you know, are thinking about doing something but they have that fear factor? I think
3: it's just finding something that you like um, to do. Try different things. Um, you know, I think everyone's different, and what will suit one person is not going to suit another person. Um, for example, you know, like with my family, my, I'm very similar to my son. He's very um, sporty. He's very, um, you know, he does karate, whereas that's not necessarily for my daughter. And um, mm. so she's not sort of in the same. She doesn't enjoy it. So find something that you enjoy, and then you will want to do it. So if you, you know, there's no point in trying to find a, a physical activity. Um, you know, and it being a chore, you, you want to look forward to doing it and then you will do it more often and find someone that you, you know, a provider who you trust to do that with as well and who you, um, you know, that are qualified and have got the right insurances and all those kind of things as well because that's again super important to make sure that you're being taught in the right way and that it's going to be safe for you.
2: Yeah, great. No, fantastic. And also, with um, if, have you had any sort of challenges in terms of um injuries that you might have had along the way um because again that's a massive thing when um, people do a lot of sports they encounter obviously injuries like myself but what have you i mean how have you handled that along the way in order to overcome that because sometimes it can set you back completely and you leave what you love
3: yeah i've been very lucky in the um that i do i haven't been injured and but on Alongside that, although it's not an injury as such, that's actually how I came to be uh, involved in Pilates um, because I, when I had my second child, um, I was struggling with a lot of back pain. Um, and so I went to see an osteopath, had some treatment, etc. And then I stumbled across, across sorry, uh, Pilates in a baby um, meeting that I was going to. Mm. And it really saved me because at the time I was in so much pain. Um, and it was all about building up my core and uh, working on that strength. After I had both my children, mm. and I quickly found that Pilates worked so well for me for that reason, and you know kept me kept me moving. Um, it gave me that strength back, um, but also unfortunately it points out that I was hypermobile, and that was something that I was diagnosed with, um, you know, in my 30s. Although I've been born with it, and never realised, and it was mm. something then that sort of challenges me more as well with the Pilates, is trying to control that core movement and use your body in a different way um and yeah, so basically strengthen everything so that my body doesn't have to work quite as hard as as everybody else's does so and so in that sense
2: um it then helps uh, i take it because you're kind of working on the other elements it helps um avoid the stress on that area that you can kind of move forward is that right
3: yeah absolutely so because it means you know it, it works for me in a whole mind body way as well again it links back to the sort of mental resilience with the mov- movement but it also helps prevent injuries for me it helps um, keep my back more stable um so it works in a number of different ways yeah so would you recommend pilates because i know you this is
2: an area that you're really passionate about as well um is pilates something you would recommend for anyone regardless of whether they have injuries or they're going through um, emotions and why what's the reason behind it
3: Absolutely, I'd recommend last taste to anybody of any um, age and also um, male or females as well. Um, because it is something that anyone can do at any level as well. You can come to it as a complete newbie, or you can come to it um, early in life or later in life. It can be purely for movement and relaxation, but it's also good for preventative uh, measures like we just discussed, and also rehabilitation as well, mm-hmm. um, and if you go to the right class, um, and the right instructor, as we sort of touched on before as well, then they will really be able to um create a plan for you as a, as an individual and look after you. And and so that might just be that you um just want to go to an hourly classment week for you know some time away from the kids or from husband, wife, partner, whatever, um, and have some relaxation and it's great for that. Or you might have a more serious injury that you want to help with. Um, and Pilates can really make a difference yeah. in the rehabilitation and help you to control um, those problems without having to resort to perhaps medication and surgery.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I completely agree with you. And I think with many things, when it comes to our body and our mental health, why not catch it early or, as you said, the word preventative, yeah. have it, do it, so that you know you're not going to have those issues in the future. Or yeah. if you do, then you're able to control, and at least you're stronger to deal with them. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I kind of want to know a little bit more about your business. So, why did you go into this um, business of um, assessment for wellness?
3: Yeah. So, um, I came to um, be a holistic therapist sort of later in life, um, I'd had both my children and decided I wanted to, to have a career in something that would help me spend some more time with my family. I've been in the office administration before that. Um, and so I decided to to train as a holistic therapist and very quickly decided that I, I loved it. Um, I love helping people. I like that, the fact that I can say help people mm-hmm. uh, with their aches and pains, as well as the relaxation. And uh, quite early on in my journey as a holistic therapist, I met Joe, my business partner, and we formed Travitalize energy Kent. And at first we were providing the, what we call the hands-on treatments um, in the workplace. So that the be um, seated massage, and they were really well received by staff um, in the workplace. But the the posture side of things came on board because we realised that actually a lot of people were having sort of the muscular aches and pains every time we saw them and whilst it was great that we could provide them say once treatment for them they needed more than that and there must have been we started trying to unpick what was happening with them because we realized there was more going on yes that's kind of a short-term um what do you call yes. it
2: short short-term feeling of the massage and all yes. of that and, but you needed yes. something that was more long-term to dig deep Absolutely.
3: Yeah, so that's when we trained um, in display screen equipment assessments, assessments and um, we offer that as a standalone service or we can add it along to the, the advice that we give to people for when we're giving the hands-on treatments so that even if we're not um, providing that company with the um, DSE work, when we give somebody a massage treatment and sort of say, you know, you've got this really tight shoulder in this neck. Mm-hmm. When we're giving them the aftercare and the self-care tips at the end of the treatment, we can speak to them about them, how the desk is set up. And then we quickly found that staff will come back just the following month and go, "Oh my goodness, you you mentioned to me about the height of my screen. Yes, I checked it, and it was far too low. And now I've raised it up, and yeah, my neck is <laughs> huge." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. You
2: took right now while you're talking about that. I'm already sitting here. Not that the um, the listeners can see, but I'm sat there kind of whittling with my posture at the moment. <laughs>
3: And it's funny, that's what happens quite a lot when we say about that. Um, and then we took it one stage further and uh, we trained is, um posture analysis and posture assessments as well. Um, so that's another service that hopefully outside of COVID, we, we did that. And then unfortunately, COVID strikes and we haven't been able to incorporate that very much into business at the moment. But again, it's um, another addition that can go along hand in hand with those two services it can either be stand alone and it on because again it looks at the person in a holistic way and as a whole person great and i think that's really important because sometimes you get these
2: services and they are isolated and you can have them but i think what you do by putting them all together and offering this package is absolutely more empowering. And they get everything because it is more than just that initial thing. They have people have to dig deeper to where they need to make those changes and those habits. Um, and it takes time. Fantastic. Um, I just wanted to ask you, whose person or a book even or a quote that's inspired you the most?
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um- well particularly the uh, the physiotherapist jane johnson who we met for the posture analysis and posture assessment um you know she's very highly qualified and very highly regarded in her field she's written many many books two of which i now have um but yeah she's definitely um an inspiration um and yeah someone that um, i'd like to continue my journey with and do some more training with because she's you know, she's exceptional
2: that's brilliant
3: um if,
2: just for our listeners before we kind of um end the interview unfortunately are there any last sort of words or any tips or advice that you want to share with our listeners that's going to help them move forward
3: um i think the most important one is find time for yourself really we're all so busy you know wrapped up in our everyday lives whether we're you know mums dads partners wives you know whether we're business women or men or not you know we, we've all got so much going on mm. and i think we need to slow down and try to listen to our body listen to what it's telling us you know whether that might be a headache or you know a little niggle of pain somewhere or you know your eyes hurt your body's trying to give you those signs to say that it needs some help so just slow down listen to your body take some time And, you know, whether that be for relaxation, whether that be for reading a book, listening to some music, you know, those kind of things, it's so important to try to um, just give your body that time to rest and recharge
2: fantastic I mean some really important um, tips there and fundamental especially now as many of us are working from home uh, lots of uh, insights from Laura about the resilience and the mindset of uh, you know her passion for sports and how she's kind of moved forward and using those but you know also the, the whole Pilates and you know what I wish you all the best with the Pilates training and yeah. um, looking forward to seeing more in that of that and um, before we go if our listeners want to get in touch With you, find out more about yourself, your business, and all of that kind of information. Where can they go?
3: Yeah, so we have a website um, which is -is reviseairesuk.co.uk. I'm also um, on LinkedIn under my name, Laura Kennard, um, and we also have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter accounts as well. So you can get all of those links via our website fantastic and you've also got some videos on youtube i believe yes thank you zina actually yes we have got a youtube channel that's a kind of a, a new thing that we haven't um you know done very much with but they're there um and there's some very helpful hopefully very helpful um self-care videos as well where people can get some, some ideas from great yes
2: a work in progress like everything isn't it Absolutely. Our <laughs> mind our health our well-being everything's a work in progress and it's a journey and everyone needs to keep moving forward in their journey um with the um, right tools and strategies. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure and I wish you all the best. Thank you very much, Jeanette. Lovely to speak to you. And there we have it, uh, Laura Kennard and uh, previous guest, Paul Finn. Amazing two guests sharing some great, valuable insights, tips, and just their story. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Right, before we end the show, which is just in a couple of minutes, I want to say thank you for all the tweets in. We've got Sarah Marsh-Collins, who's out on a run with her dogs. and, And she's saying, ugh, injury, so disheartening. Every time I throw myself on the floor, when I'm out running, there's usually some time out required It's a bummer for my mindset. (laughs) Always cracks me up. In Tune PR has um, just mentioned that you can beat, uh, so you can't let things beat you. Excellent words from our guest, Laura Kennard. So thank you for that. Um, Again, Sarah was saying about the ballads, you know, the 80s power ballads. They're amazing. Fantastic interview with Paul Finn. Great advice and very inspiring from uh, Revitalize UK Kent tangent office has also tweeted in saying great interview as well with paul finn and he's in there in his um tangent office resources shop listening in in between all the chores uh Sarah, I hope you got a chance to write down Paul's quote. Uh, he d- repeated it twice. It will be there on the replay. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. And once again, thank you to all the guests. Remember, it's Red Nose Day today. And also, to remember, it's Neurodiversity Week as well until the 21st. Now, if you would like to um, sponsor the show or come on the show as a guest sharing your story or your expertise then please do get in touch with mindsetmatters uh, at gmail.com and i'm going to leave you with my favorite
1: tune at the end the mindset matters show exploring mental health and Wellbeing horizons with zinat Numrani on channel 2 radio